Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Yeah, look, it's it's important that a that people are driving at appropriate speeds where they can give themselves opportunities to see other road users out there, in particular cyclists and pedestrians. Um, you know, when I go out on my bike, I, I pretty much always have so, a bright yellow garment on. It doesn't guarantee my safety, but it gives me an extra opportunity for for people to to see me. I guess I also would use um, a flashing red light at the back that also doubles as a camera. Just in case I have an incident on the road and uh, I also use a, a front light I use these during the daytime now they're not mandatory to use in the daytime but I think every little bit helps at night time definitely this, this time of year like no cyclist should be hitting the roads you know in, in the dark or even in the twilight without lights certainly on their bike you know to give themselves every opportunity to be seen out there but it's also issues with um, where cyclists can occupy road positioning um, where they're in the primary focus zone of a of a of a, a vehicle, um, and that's really crucial too. It's, it's just as crucial as your high vis situations. You know, I've had lots of instances where I would have high vis on, and I'm still may you know have somebody overtake me too closely, or you know basically pull out a junction in front of me. And sometimes it's just people need to just pay that little bit more attention about what they're doing on the road. It's not just about putting the onus on the cyclists to wear um, you know protective gear or, or, or um, high visibility clothing there's there's more issues there involved in that uh, particular interaction I know when you're out running or cycling you need to have comfortable gear on you and sometimes the high vis can be quite bulky so take some time I take it uh, when you're selecting the high vis yeah, look, the Road Safety Authority have uh, to give out free stuff. I think if you went down to Wexford Garda Station, there's like singlets you can just get from them that uh, that, that go over your, your own T-shirt or whatever. Um, a lot of cycling gear itself um, does have high-vis uh, elements in it, like stuff that I would have done for Staying Alive, for example, would have been, would have been uh, bright yellow. It would have had a reflective band in the back of it. So a lot of actually cycling gear is like that anyway. Even some of the stuff they sell in Lidl and Aldi and the, the cheaper ones I'd have would have, you know, reflective material in them. So yeah, they're easy enough to get and they're actually that uncomfortable or anything like that. There's no real, you know, bother with wearing them or anything like that. Alright, let, let's look at some other aspects now as well. I, I got a message from a Morning Mix listener who said, legislation going through in e-scooters. I can walk around the Austrian Alps with a white cane, but in the summer in the United Kingdom, two e-scooters approach me at 40 miles an hour, completely silent on the footpath. How are we going to stop this happening in Ireland? Could you please get as many people as you can to speak about it on the programme? Dangerous for old people, dangerous for the blind, and I'm sure wheelchair users don't want to have to go into the public road as opposed to using the footpath. Please do all you can to publicise Thanks a million for all your help. So people living with uh, disabilities are very concerned about this. I'm sure there are people who will champion the e-scooters. A new legislation has come in. Can you give us a comment from your perspective, Phil? What do you think of even the comment I've just read out there? And what's your view on e-scooters? Have you got one? Yeah, look, there's a lot of conversations that need, need to happen around them. They're, they're, they are a thing now, so we have to actually deal with them. And there is legislation going to be put around them. Where they actually end up on the road is, is crucial. Like, will they be in the cycle lane? Will they be on the footpath? Where are they going to be? And if they're on the footpath, well, clearly, like your listener is, has, has sent into there, 40 kilometres an hour is certainly not appropriate to be sharing any footpath with, um, you know... <laughs> 
I know it's some cyclists sometimes will choose to cycle along a footpath, which is illegal in itself. But I guess if you're going, if you're a really nervous kid or something like that, and you 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 have to use the footpath, well, you know, there's, you have to go at an appropriate speed. And 40 kilometres an hour. I think the e-scooters we're going to be having are going to be limited to 25. That's still way too fast, I believe, for for anything outside a cycle lane. To be honest with you, so uh, my own personal experience around them hasn't been great, Alan. To be honest, because there, there are more of them appearing around Wexford Town, but I haven't had many interactions with them in order to make a, a yeah. proper assessment of them. Yeah, to be fair as well, Phil, I mean, I've just raised the issue there that came in from the Morning Mix listener who have the details and has asked to remain nameless, and I totally understand that. We will follow up with it and find out more about the legislation, more about the e-scooters themselves. So I just want to get your view for the moment, but there's a, an awful lot more needs to be done to highlight what, what this is about and the changes to the uh, legislation. As one banner headline I have here in front of me says, e-scooters, are they an eco-friendly transport solution or are they a safety menace? So it's something that we can investigate further. Phil, yes. a red hot topic at the moment moment is around County Wexford people parking on footpaths uh, people parking in cycleways as we head into another weekend um, it's a major concern um, you are very strong on this one what would you like to say? Yeah look it's, it's, it's one of these things where you're trying to negotiate and fight for limited space in, in, in town areas especially um, my particular perspective is from people parking up in, in cycle lanes um, People need to understand cycle lanes in their current guise, they're actually for cyclists, but they're also for motorised wheelchair users. So anything that, if you leave your car there for just 10 minutes or whatever, it will also affect people on motorised wheelchairs. Um, so it's, it's crucially important. Like parking up in, in cycle lanes, it forces cyclists out into mainstream traffic. You know, and that's where you have an increased risk of a collision occurring. And we really need to get to a stage where we make cycle lanes uh, places where cyclists are, are safe. And, you know, parking up on, on footpaths, look, it's, it's rampant in not just in County Wexford, in the country in general. How we deal with that one, I don't know. You'd want Kofi and Anne to deal with it, Alan, to be honest with you. I don't know how you'd get around it. Um, it it's quite difficult, but for wheelchair, I would hate to be a wheelchair user in County Wexford. I would absolutely hate to be a wheelchair user in County Wexford. There's the, the accessibility on some of the footpaths is so limited, and I just don't know how some people get around. I just remember from the time we had our own kids ourselves pushing them even around in prams and the difficulties getting around even at that stage, and that's not today or yesterday. But things haven't moved on or haven't improved since then. In fact, I'd argue they have disimproved. Right. What do you think needs to be done, and then what do you think can be done? Realistically, what do you think could be done immediately? There isn't a silver bullet for this. There just isn't... um, we have kind of a uh, a thought process where a lot of us just want to park directly outside whatever shop we're going into and all that, and that's problematic in itself. And we have to get that mindset out of people to go and find the actual official parking spot and put your car there rather than you know put it where up onto a footpath where it can impede somebody else's use of that particular space. That's a that's a that's a share thing that we all need to probably change our minds, mindsets around. Um, you know, regarding cycle lanes and footpaths, like the Road Safety Authority have been very strong and and the Garda Giacona on on urging people, you know, not to be parking in in these areas. Like cycle lanes, for example, they're reserved 24 hours a day for cyclists unless there's an upright information sign showing that it's for another period. So, look, in in mandatory cycle lanes with continuous white line parking is just prohibited. 
you know, drivers can go across it, but it's prohibited yeah. to, to be there. Um, and people just need to follow the rules. The rules are there, you know, so I know it's, it causes difficulties for some people. They're the rules. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. 